Welcome back to Hoot and a Half. I'm Matt King. And I'm Mike Sheffer. And thank you for joining us. Can you believe it? I'm having Jeff Wittick on my podcast. My biggest enemy, my arch nemesis, me, Matt the Rat King, having Jeff on my podcast. Can you believe it? I mean, at first I was uh, pretty nervous. I thought Jeff wasn't going to take this seriously. He was just going to be roasting me and making fun of me the entire time. But actually, the conversation ended up being the complete opposite. Yeah, it was a surprisingly interesting, thoughtful, deep, and insightful conversation, I think, Jeff's a really interesting dude, obviously very funny, and and we got to learn a little bit about him, and uh, I had a really good time having this conversation with him, and I think it was uh, it was a good one. Yeah, I agree. So, folks, enjoy it. This episode of Hoot and Half. Once again, I'm Matt King. And I'm Mike Sheffer. And this is our conversation with Jeff Wittick. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, we got you, Jeff here. You two goofballs, <laughs> man. I can't compete with you two and your and your movie knowledge and all this history stuff. You guys know it's going to be rough, so take it easy on me, okay? First of all, thank you two for appearing on my barbershop show. This is the least I could do. Come on here, talk some talk some stuff. This We don't do video, unfortunately, but it is kind of nice not to have to stress and you don't have to see Mike's face. We eventually, <laughs> oh my we eventually do want to have a video set up of this, but... That room now, I think Zane wants to like design it, and I don't think we're going to be able to make that front room into a podcast, a podcast studio. I mean, a podcast studio is pretty easy to set up, right? You have, I mean, the barbershop is way nicer than a podcast Yeah, but then setup, you got to but... worry about the video and all that stuff, and then you're, you're thinking about it. It's in the back of your mind. And I took acid today, so I don't want people to even see my you eyes. because did not I'm, I'm, take I'm, my acid My pupils today. are huge. I don't know. You guys cool. can see. You don't do drugs. I know you I'm like to play tweaking. this tough guy. You like to play this tough guy character on the internet, but do you have glasses? Do you have any? Do you have any physical defects? No, I have perfect that, eyesight. That, you have perfect really, eyesight. I have really, really good eyesight. Yeah. Never had glasses. Did you have braces ever growing up? No. Perfect I had my teeth? teeth knocked out a couple times. From I have my front teeth are fake. Get into a fight with somebody? Or? They're veneers. They're not fake. I have real teeth underneath them, but just a sliver on top. Who knocked them out? Cody. Uh, no, I. <laughs> Cody got his teeth knocked out for real by a fist. I knocked my own teeth out with my chain playing basketball. It's not that cool of a story. Actually, Cody's isn't either. Cody's my friend that we picked up from prison. If you guys don't know, he has a bunch of crazy stories. He was drunk one time, got in a fight, and then knocked on the wrong guy's door, and he drilled him in the mouth, lost his two front teeth. But that's let's. let's... But don't you have to get veneers replaced in the future? Like they only last last yeah. like fifteen years. I think so. I got mine probably like seven, eight years ago. I was probably twenty-two when I got them done. In Miami and my dentist in Miami dude you want to see 
like the dentist is a horrible experience whenever you go like it's never fun but this guy in miami would have house music playing <laughs> and he had all all of his like uh, dental assistants were all like beautiful like uh latina girls and it was just like a brave in there good place to get your teeth done if you're gonna get your teeth fixed go to miami go very to my much guy. cosmetic and cosmetic surgery <laughs> he asked me to go get shots after like after he fixed my teeth he wanted to go party and i went <laughs> oh, with oh like shot oh, like shots alcohol we went and got tequila shots at a bar Not after like he medical, fixed my teeth like novocaine shots but like tequila yeah shots. yeah because i like you were right uh like veneers do pop out and i had one of my um the temporary fix yeah that popped out when i was in miami partying and he was the only guy available i think it was like the fourth of july like eight years ago and he came in and did me the favor i dude my miami days i have so many stories from them but i haven't really like ever said anything yeah. long. how long did you live there for i lived in miami for two years and i think i was partying with paulie d and he handed me one of those magnum bottles of champagne and i just went to go swig the whole thing and that's what cracked my tooth <gasps> and i kept i continued partying for the rest of the night with <laughs> with one of my front teeth knocked out and the next morning i woke up hung over a tooth missing and i'm just like hot like all sweaty I just it was it was bad dude these this was a different person i don't even know how i'm the, i'm the same guy yeah, you used to be a different person than what you are. I, Carly, the other day, or the other week, I guess it was, showed me your, um, you ever seen this like TV show he was on about like- I know about the Bad Girls Club. Yeah, that's, who is that a, guy, man? You get in a fight with one of them? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I went in there, I always wanted to act, and that was like the only opportunity that I could find, so I was like, Did fuck it Did you have it, an I'll... agent? Like, how did you get involved No, I in gave this? I gave that, the producer of that show walked into the barbershop to get a haircut, and- I was just talking shit with him. I told him I was doing the Jersey Shore guys and they were coming in and I was like basically like a reality show. I had experience and I was like trying to do more stuff and they were looking for just stupid kids that were going to come on and, and, you know, basically like what we film now, but with no filter. And I went on and I just was down to do whatever. And they obviously cut it up for drama. And that was the best part was us fighting. But so it was reality tv but it was like kind of stage you were like an instigator for the drama yeah i went in there with the, my only intention was let me stir the pot in this house let me just be an <laughs> asshole and i was in character the whole time but then i didn't think how it would look 10 years later right. it looks legit it looks like i was just hanging out and i was really dating like this girl and like uh, i went in and filmed for two hours drank and just fucked around and just pissed everybody off and then left and i was like haha that's gonna turn out great i can't wait to see that you and me were on a reality show one time, though they cut me out. Do you remember? The Hills. Oh, yeah. The, 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 review the, the at the re same time? Uh, yeah, well, there was the reboot of The Hills with, you know, like Lauren Conrad. But I don't think she's in the reboot, but it's like the same girls from The Hills, which was like a spinoff of Laguna Beach. And, well, you invited me to mm -hmm. go out. You, me, Todd. Oh, this is like we a year to, or two ago? We went to Nightingale. And we were in the background of an episode of The Hills. But you kind of had uh, a, a more larger part. Were you in the show, though? Or were you just I in the background? I did come out just like a, like an extra, like hanging out with Spencer. Weren't you trying to make moves, though, on like uh, no, Adri they Adri asked Aubrey me to do or that Adriana? Stuff. What's her name? They asked me to, They again, a producer <laughs> was like, yo, man, go over there and talk to Audrina or, Audrina or whatever the fuck. Um, no, but it, like... 
there you go. That's a perfect example. The Hills was like a show that I watched growing up. And now, like, I guess it, you would say like it's vlogs is like equivalent to that style of entertainment for kids. But I always wanted to be like um, Spencer. I thought Spencer was like an asshole. And I thought that was dope. This guy's just like starting fights and starting drama. And I knew that it was like a character he's playing. But when I tried to do that on a show that wasn't that show, it didn't work out. And now seeing Spencer, like he first time I saw Spencer, we were at a party and he came over to me and he's like, yo, man, I've been watching you guys' stuff. It's hilarious. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was shocked that this guy who I was watching growing up was watching our stuff and he knew of the Bad Girls Club situation. And I told him, I was like, dude, I was basing my character off of you. This is <laughs> fucking insane. You were an asshole and I wanted to be just like you. Yeah, Spencer, man, he he was cool. He was like, come out and, and do the hills. And Did you ever have him on the barbershop? No, we were talking about doing it, but um, it just didn't work out because he had to get, he was growing his hair out for the show or something. And it just, that's the, that's the barbershop. You need to incorporate the haircut. I don't know why that became the concept, but it works. And it is a little frustrating because I always have to do the haircut. I can't just sit here and talk shit on acid like now. You know, you can't take acid and get hair. I don't know what this comedy through line yeah. you're looking for with the acid. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll keep running with it, Jeff. If it's if it's helping your self esteem right now. Thanks. So wait, tell me what you were like as a kid. Were you like a little showman? Did you? No, uh, I was a were you kid. Were you in theater? Any of the the school plays growing up? Theater, Staten Island theater. If I was in Staten Island theater, then I would probably be fucking dead right now. <laughs> or, or you could be in Juilliard. Who knows where that route could have gone? I think you have some chops, man. They might have a scholarship for like you know young troubled youth <laughs> in Staten Island to come and play Romeo and Juliet as an eleven-year-old. And... Dude, I don't know anybody that's made it off of that island other than Pete Davidson and Vinny from the Jersey Shore. Did you grow up with them? I grew up with Vinny. Yeah, Pete wow. Davidson's a little younger, but. Vinny I went to high school with. I used to cut his hair. No way. Yeah, you don't watch my fucking episodes of the barbershop? <laughs> no, not really. I feel like I, I talk I, about I've this in every f- single one. <laughs> I think I've, I've, I've seen a few of the episodes. I mean, they're good, but... I think I talked about it in the Matt the Rat Vlog Squad uh, <laughs> gossip episode that I did. But um, <laughs> yeah, Vinny, we went to high school together. And that's why I was cutting their hair. That's why I did the show, because I knew Vinny from before he even auditioned for it. So and what made you get into cutting hair, though? It's just something I always knew how to do. I was 14, 15, giving myself fades and going into the barbershop just to get the back done. And the barber that was cutting my hair was like a 20-year-old kid. He was a nice kid. He was like, who's doing your sides? Like, you only trust me with the back? What the fuck is this? And I was like, no, I'm doing it myself. And then he was like, oh, well, if you're like that good, you should just hang out and like sweep up and learn. And then within a month from that, I was already cutting my friend's hair. And then I ended up working full time. Wow. Yeah, that guy went on vacation and the owner of the shop got sick. So I was basically running the shop for about a week with no experience, no license. I'm 15 years old. The fucking place was flooded. Just people coming in. I just ended up doing like 20 haircuts in one day. And I looked in my pocket at the end of the day. I was like, holy shit, I have all this cash. This is a job now. (laughs) And then I went in with that same attitude. I went to school and told my teachers, look at all this like asshole Jeff. I was showing. <laughs> I Whoa. went to school with the I was, cash. Yeah, I was, dude. That's wild. How I, I knew you. I knew the two of you were gonna get in my head. We're not getting in your head. I have a question. How much should you tip your barber? Because is it twenty percent of I mean, what they're for charging? That haircut that you got, I would probably give a dollar or two. <laughs> you cut this haircut. <laughs> You're the last person who cut it. 
Okay, no, that's a good question. If it's a fifteen dollar haircut, I'm leaving a twenty. Oh wow! Wait, twenty percent or twenty dollar tip? I'm leaving a twenty, so five dollar tip on fifteen dollars. Gotcha. Oh, okay. okay, that makes sense. Like I was like, you're paying that was more the going rate. The tip, than the yeah. Haircut. When I was cutting hair, that was the going rate, but now I'm sure it's a lot higher, especially in this. Because I never know if it's like a steady five dollar tip or do you charge twenty. Or you tip twenty percent of the cut. I normally just do twenty percent of the cut. So growing up, I was like fifteen. I would do probably ten haircuts a day at twenty bucks a pop. I'd probably walk walk away with hundred fifty to two hundred a day. It's not a bad gig for a kid that young. Yeah, it was it was nice. Were you meeting like all different types of people that you were talking to, or were you just like? On the island, there's not that much of a variety of people. A lot of Italians and... There was one guy from Wu-Tang, Raekwon. Yeah. Raekwon, the chef, would come in and he would get his haircut and that was dope. That was like insane that there was like a famous rapper coming into the barbershop. He came into your barbershop? He would come in and he wouldn't get a haircut from me. He would go to another guy. Um, but yeah, it was about 50-50. It was like pretty much, you know, Staten Island's like either Italian or black. And like... The shop was pretty much like three black barbers, three Italian guys. Gotcha. Mostly and male clients, though. Did you have any female? No, it was, no. It was all. That's all a men. whole different kind of whole different world, game, and right? that's where the license and cosmetology school comes in because that's when things get complex. But like men's hair is just so easy for me. It's like how you picked up like a crayon and you were able to cra- like color in the lines. Like I just, it's something I knew how to do always. Mm-hmm. Do they have undercover? Like yeah. people to come get cuts to like see if you have inspectors? a license. Yeah, they would. They popped in once, and I was so young when they came in. I and I happened to be cutting one of my friends because I went to high school, so it was so easy for me to build my clientele. Because once I said like I'm cutting hair, and then you give a couple good cuts, word spreads, and then I had a full business. Didn't even have to really try to build it up. It kind of just worked itself out. So I was given one of <laughs> this kid Steve. He was like 16, also. And the inspector comes in, and she finds everybody that didn't have a license, which was like ninety percent of the shop. Only the owner of the shop. Had she a just license. walks in and goes, "Show she me your writing, license." Writing tickets, and she comes over to me and my friend, who I'm definitely—he's a client. You know, he's paying for haircuts. Right. And I was like, "Oh, I'm just a kid. I'm just—I just hang out here and like um, I sweep up the hair." This is my friend, and then she let me slide, and she find everybody else five hundred bucks, and oh the shop God. gets a fine on top Damn. of that. five hundred? Did they change the policy where they had to make everyone get it, or it's just like that's your yearly hit from the inspector? And <laughs> well, like, they're not going to come back again, I guess, for a while. <laughs> no, I was so. gone after that. I was gone. I went down to Miami and I, I, I switched it up. Uh, did, I wonder if you had this at your high school or Mike. Um, did you guys have like Crime Stoppers? No. no. So it was this like club organization of the school, and you worked with the high the police officer who worked at the high school, like. At our high school, we had a police officer who was like the head guy of security if things got ever bad or serious. But at Crime Stoppers, you were there to kind of report if any crime was happening on campus. You were like a safe person to go to where people would report something. I was not involved in Crime Stoppers. That's where I was going with that. The only thing about Crime Stoppers. like a rat training. (laughs) It is. Oh, it's Rat Training Academy. It has my my name written all over it. But the only thing about Crime Stoppers that sounded interesting and the only reason why I wanted to do it because it just sounded exciting was... You could go to restaurants undercover and ask to be served alcohol and order drinks. And then if the place served you without carding you, you then got to like call the cops and report in that they served you and you would bust like local restaurants. 
And yeah. Like high school kids. High school kids going undercover. Isn't that insane? It's just a rat breeding ground. <laughs> See, where we, grew, where we grew up on the East Coast, the worst thing you could be is, is a, a rat. rat. That's like the lowest. Okay, can we clear this up? And this I, it, in... I'm still angry about it. Um, why I have this reputation of being a rat. And I think you have really reinforced it. Okay. I, think I main, thought Jeff started I, it. No, there's always been like this thing about how, oh, how I'm a snitch. I throw people under the bus, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I thought and Jeff I just made that up because your name rhymes with rat and Jeff's oh, level of vocabulary is minimal. So. I agree. <laughs> I from, agree. Eh, Matt the rat. Okay. Yeah, like the, like right. the, Dr. Yeah, Seuss, the Dr. Seuss but of insults. He, you weren't around... It, the days where there were these vlogs that David would do oh, where he them. would put me in these situations where my buttons were pushed and apparently it came off like I was a snitch. One was the time I was fake arrested. David hired police to come to a party oh, at with Alex? his old apartment and they accused me and Dirty Dom of giving underage kids alcohol, which would, still wasn't true at all. And they were accusing me of it. But and you I ratted got on all them. defensive. But you ratted on him. You said, no, this wasn't even me. It was this guy. No, not really. I was just like, I don't associate with Dirty Dom. I don't go to Dirty Dom parties. Okay. Now, but the thing you're, is, Dirty you're, Dom, you're, it was Dirty Dom's party, and it was a party I was attending. And next at. thing I kn knew, I was getting put in handcuffs in the back of a police car. Okay. Let and me clear the water for you now. Let me clear, let me clear this up. Um, now, I think there was some sort of mix-up, and I think this has to do with just how your name sounds it rhymes <laughs> matt rat so because there's clever. a difference here and people confuse this a lot now i think what you did on dom was you tattletailed on him now the difference between tattletailing and ratting see even your face i see it right now you're like what it's the same thing so ratting would be if you got in trouble and you told on somebody else to lessen your sentence if it was only me getting arrested Okay, That's so where it was, if I, you were in the wrong, I, I, you I, did something I, wrong, and you got in trouble, now let me throw this person under the bus to help with my punishment, to get less in my punishment. It was Dirty Dom. Now, if it was if you're, you, if, it's, if it was uh, Zane, if it was anybody I was closer with, now, Dom has look, the reputation of throwing these okay, insane listen, listen. parties. Now, if you and your brother <laughs> get in trouble by your parents because your brother fucking stole some candy out of the bowl and didn't tell anybody, and you, you say, oh, no. Brother. That was that was Kyle or whatever the fuck. You, what, you, what's oh, your brother's name? Kevin. 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 So I was just guessing. Um, <laughs> so now, oh no, that was Kevin who took the candy. Mom, look at Kevin. He's got chocolate all over. Now that's tattletaling. Now you're not. You didn't eat the candy, and this is not something that you were knowingly doing illegal, and you got in trouble, and you're like, fuck it, I can't do this time. Let me give it. Let me let me throw somebody. Let me drag somebody down with me. That's being a rat. So you're Matt the tattletale. That's all. I bet you were sent to the office a lot. When I went to school. Did oh, you graduate yeah. high school? I did, but I had a little extra help because of the haircuts. They did get, get me <laughs> what, a lot. Were you given like the teacher's yeah, exactly. cuts? Yeah, like, my teachers, in my, my teachers, my guidance counselor, everyone was coming to the barbershop to get you haircuts. You were exchanging haircuts for grades? Yes, I was. Exactly. And I, I hope they're listening now because my... <laughs> My guidance counselor, she worked with the the kids like like my my my. The, she worked with the troubled youth, and that's the section I was in. Yeah. So. So you were a bad kid in high school. You. Were I was a bad kid. I went. <laughs> everything went south at at about twelve, right around when I I started realizing that I could get away with stuff. But you were making money at a steady job, like a proper job, and you're going to school, and you're still doing bad stuff. 
I was doing bad stuff because I knew that I could get get away with it. Yeah. So my um my guidance counselor knew that I was making good money, and most of the kids I was going to high school with that were in my classes and everything, my my peers didn't have much of a future, and she would be happy just for them to show up to their classes and try. So I had already a full on job, like a career outside of school at 15. So she was already kind of like <laughs> knew that I would have it figured out. And she was just happy with me cutting her husband's hair, cutting her kid's hair. And I had a couple guy teachers that would come to the barbershop outside of school, which is something that I think is illegal. I think you're not even supposed to do that, but they like, it's just, you know, I mean, it's a good strategy. It shows that you can like be enterprising and use your skills to exchange yeah. it for value. I mean, that's, those uh-huh. are good lessons to learn as a young kid, but for some reason wasn't enough for you. You still go out and it wasn't enough. It was never enough for me. Cause I had dreams, Mike, what kind of dreams, Jeff? I didn't know what they were, but I just knew I wanted more. So, um, this is funny, this podcast, cause it's like, actually we're getting into my life story. Yeah. I like this cause I would never put this out on my own channel. I would never put any realness out. I like just fucking around over there. Right. No. Doing silly stuff. I don't take it too serious. But if you guys are listening to Matt and Mike, then I guess I'll give you I'll give you some real Let's stuff hear here. It. So um you know, fifteen, sixteen, start making some money. I had the um clientele, which was good. I was working every day, working hard. I would get home from work shot, you know, like ready to knock out. And uh, I started taking some trips down to Miami. Miami was like the place that everybody in New York was on vacation. It's two while, hour, two hour flight. While you were in high school? No, now I was like 17, 18. I worked for a couple of years at this barbershop. Okay. And now I started taking trips down to Miami every month or two. And I just fell in love with it. And I, I saw this barbershop that was in construction right underneath my hotel on South beach. And, um, as I'm walking by, I'm like, I'm looking at these haircuts, the pictures of it and celebrities and athletes, like all on their promo, like on the windows before they revealed like yeah. the shop. And I'm just so impressed. And I'm like telling my friends, like, check this place out. Like, look at how sick this is. And the owner of the shop walks out. They were in there at, at the moment, just like freak thing. I see the guy. I'm like, is this your place? Like I'm a barber in New York. Like I, I would love to come down here. I'm looking to move down here. And the guy was like, okay, yeah, we'll give you a shot. Like if you want to come down. So I followed up. I, I went home and I was like, fuck this place. You know, New York is like miserable in the it winter. Yeah. Staten Island, there's no opportunity. You're not going to get to meet anybody ever. Now I see this barbershop where like athletes and celebrities are just willingly walking in. And I was like, I got to jump on this opportunity. So I did. And I was a little nervous at first because I had a good thing going for me in Staten Island. I had a good clientele. I was making decent money. I was making more money than my parents at the time. And did they know that? Yeah. I was also selling a little weed too. So... Was making a little weed as well. It, every barber sells a little weed, okay. especially. But that probably gave you like a, a a huge amount of confidence to be a kid in Staten Island making more money than their parents before you're 21. Like that's that gives you a different outlook on life. Yeah, yeah. But Were you smoking weed? No, I never liked weed. Now I, I I subbed it out for the booze because sometimes you need a little a little disconnect. You're a little stressed out. I'll have a little, I'll smoke a little joint and write down some ideas or something. But um, yeah, I wasn't smoking then. Um, but yeah, I, I, I followed up. I went down there to Miami and within a month I had, I was making the same amount of money I was making in Staten Island and I was getting to meet new people. You just moved down there? Like what, what, how old are you? What'd I moved you... down there and then coincidentally the Jersey shore moved down there too. So I had those guys already in my back pocket that like, I was not just a kid coming down to work in this new shop. I was bringing in this show, which at the time was 
the most popular show on television. And they would be coming in to get haircuts from me, fucking (laughs) arrogant 18-year-old kid. And the whole, like, paparazzis would be outside snapping away pictures. I I still have these stupid pictures. I was, like, lifting (laughs) up my shirt. I was such an idiot. And, yeah, so that I did for a while. Um, Amber Rose just strolled in one day. That's an easy cut. Yeah, easiest <laughs> cut ever. I mean, that's just a buzz cut. I don't think I've ever seen that woman with anything. No, other it's than... it's exactly what I did. So she brought in her friend, and she just wanted buzz cuts. And I had never even met anyone else that was like famous at the time. So I was like, Oh my god, you look like Kanye West's girlfriend. And she goes, Honey, I am Kanye West's girlfriend. I was like so starstruck. Whoa. And I ended up being friends with her. I cut her hair for years after. And Vinny started a lot of this for you. Was he the one who like... No, Vinny didn't start shit for me. This is the... the, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Vinny was uh, a friend. And then when we did the show, he had a little animosity towards me because I would like make jokes and stuff. And I don't think he really wanted to bring in his past on and make that public. Oh, yeah. I would make jokes about his mom coming to pick him up at the barber shop when he would be hanging out there all day and like he would be like, Vinny, when, when are you going to go home? And he'd be like, oh, my friends are coming. My friends are coming to pick me up. And then his mom would show up and we'd be like, oh, yeah, your friends do. Look at you, mama, <laughs> mama's boy. So I would say this stuff on the show because they mic'd me. So because I was mic'd, I felt like I had to do so much, but they ended up barely using any of it. Yeah. So Vinny would always tell the producers like, okay, enough with that guy. You know, like he's. Oh, he was trying to push you out of the show because he made him look. Yeah. He and, couldn't take the heat. Yeah. But I mean, Vinny is a nice guy, and we got we have a lot in common. Him and I from the same place, Italian, both of us. What percent Italian are you? I'm like seventy five. My my mom's full Italian, and my dad is half. And I think he's Slavic, Czechoslovakian. What's your mom's maiden? That's what Wittick is. That's where Wittick comes from. Felsi. Felsi. That's mm-hmm. pretty Italian. Yeah, that's very Italian. Yeah. All right, so you're in Miami. You're eighteen. You're on top of the world. You got stars coming in you're cutting their hair i knew it dude i knew it when i got there and things started working out i was like this is the best it's ever gonna be this is it oh you thought you peaked you were like this is it i thought i peaked yeah but there was more to it there's more still coming you were still hungry for i didn't know what did you want to be an entertainer did you want to be i always in the position you're in now did you think like you had the chops to like i don't know be this online personality i did youtube ever since i was like you know, twelve, thirteen. As soon as I, oh, I, what kind, what kind of wait, videos what? were you making? Jackass, like oh, Jackass like, style. Like I would basically rip Jackass. I would rip the whole intro, the music, everything. I would put the disclaimer in the beginning, and then I would just do dumb shit with my what friends. What did you call it? I would just make up <laughs> Jeff Ass. No, I, I, I don't even remember. Honestly, uh, fuck. I think I just called it Jackass, and would just knock it off and just clickbait it as that. What kind of stuff did you do? I would do wild stunts with like I just love Johnny Knoxville and Steve O and those guys. Would you have like like lizards bite you and stuff? Yeah, I would do stupid shit like that. Like if I could get like a horse or something, I would fucking ride a, a horse and fall <laughs> off. <laughs> I can't believe you guys are getting this stuff out of me. Yeah, I that was what I thought I could do for my own style of content, but I didn't know how to direct or write or produce anything, but I always wanted to make movies. I would watch movies. I loved movies. I was like, Oh, I want to do that. I could do that. I saw like Gosling and all these guys. And I'm like, Gosling's just playing himself. I could do this. That's what I wanted to do. That was like my dream. But now I'm cutting hair and I'm in, in this business. And I was like, how can I make this into something more? I can meet people. I could get myself in, in rooms with these people. 
I can use this as an opportunity to maintain relationships with these people that I would never get to meet. Yeah. And it was a tool more for that than like me being passionate about cutting hair kind of that faded. Like I didn't give a fuck about haircuts anymore. Once I started getting on the business side of it, I was like, I can do so much more with this. So when did the transition to LA happen? Um, the transition to LA was after, well, the Miami stuff went, went south. What, I, what there, Miami stuff? The haircut stuff or something else? It kind of capped off. Like I, I kind of hit the Another ceiling. Another dealer came to town I, I, who was I, better at cuts and had better bud. Well, the problem with where I was at in Miami was <clears throat> there's so much money there and just the lifestyle people have, you see it and you want that. You know, it's kind of like yeah. Scarface. Like uh-huh. you, you just, everybody else has so much money in these yachts and just this lifestyle. Just people keeping are living. up with the Joneses. The boats, the cars, yeah. the booze, the girls, the clubs. Yeah. You and now I'm making, I'm making friends that are athletes with contracts that are paying them millions of dollars and they want to go out to restaurants and to clubs. And I'm one of their peers. I got myself in this mess and we get hit with a bill and just the, the lifestyle was expensive mm-hmm. and I wanted more. I needed more. Went back to making some moves outside of the barbershop now and I got myself in trouble. Now, when I was arrested in Miami, it was, I was having a card game. I had a poker game that I organized. I was like, let, Ooh, let me use, let me use Matt my... And I both lost money too. <laughs> two <laughs> oh, days ago. I don't think I've paid up from that night yet. Okay. Or yeah, you owe has me. Has anyone a, paid up yet? Yeah, you owe did. me a Venmo, by the way. I owe you. A no, Venmo? Matt, does, Matt does. But I'll who, take it up. Who with ended you, up winning the whole? Kevin Ilya ended up. I won with, with Ilya, and I split the pot because we didn't want to play. Ilya insecure. was already down a hundred. Well, he Ilya had to buy back in after. Yeah, he he lost that first hundred pretty yeah. quick, and then he had to buy back in. But then he ended up winning. Of course, Jeff did. Mm-hmm. So you were running an illegal poker game. You were like a young Molly Bloom. Yes. In Miami, Molly Bloom. She was way like Molly's game. She was way bigger than I ever was even close to. I got arrested about two months in. I only had about uh, one game a week, so like eight games. And they and busted you for the card game? They came because they got a tip on the card game. They came in with no warrant. Were you taking a rake? Yes, I was taking a rake. Oof. See, once you take the rake, that's when the game comes <laughs> illegal. Sorry, I, I, this is beyond my You've never seen Molly's game? No. What's taking, Dude, a, what's taking a rake? Wrote it. I'll watch it. What, what's taking a rake? But it's at a, this point, I wasn't weird. even. I was nowhere near Molly's game. I, w- I basically just had a few friends, and I would bring in a person that was pretty like well off. I'd have a couple guys come in, and we'd play for maybe the pot was a few thousand dollars. Are you dealing and playing? I was just dealing. playing. I had somebody dealing. Do you have any like uh, servers? Yeah. Wait. I had a friend from Staten Island. This girl, she moved down to help out. Okay, but taking a rake is when the pot gets too big, you almost have to take a rake. That means like the house has to take some as insurance because if somebody can't pay up, that puts you in the hole. Mm-hmm. So if you're running a clean game of poker and the dealer's not profiting off of it, then it's a clean game. I'm pretty sure that's right, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty. So good. it's illegal to have people playing poker for money in your own like house. Mm, you no, a, if you're taking but a rake, once you take a rake, then it's so like not if you get if you if we invite people over to our house right now and we play poker for money and someone's making money off of us playing poker together, that's illegal. The higher you get. It gets really That's complicated. Crazy. That should be that should be legal for people to. It should be, but that charge, that friends. charge. Like, if I would have got caught for that, and that's what they arrested me for, 
it would have been a slap on the wrist and I would have been out how, right away. How big of games are we talking here? It wasn't big at all. The reason I got arrested was because they found weed oh. and they found um, some Xanax and they said they found cocaine, which now I'm, I don't want to be the guy that comes over here and says, oh yeah, I got in trouble for something I didn't do. But I was released uh, like after they dropped the charges because they had no warrant. What they did was illegal. How I was arrested in Miami was illegal. I shouldn't have been even arrested. And I got out just by getting a lawyer, and it was an easy thing for them. The, my lawyer was pregnant. She was in labor when I had my, my tr- like case where they brought me in. Oh, my to, goodness. And she had, she had her baby, and I had like some public defender just say like they had no warrant. And they were like, oh, okay. And the state didn't even file the charges. I had to stay in jail for a couple months. And a couple Wait, of what? months, How does that though. Happen? Yeah, because Why? Did they it, set did my bond so high. It was completely crooked what the cops did to me. And it, like, it's a fucking stupid story. It's shitty. But like, when I went to jail, I shouldn't have went to jail. Did you cry? I was doing illegal shit. I've done shit that I should have gone to jail many times that I didn't get caught for. But this specific situation, when I went to jail for the longest, was, uh, it was bullshit. It was bullshit. What, why were you in jail for four months? Fuck you the cops. What, fuck the, the police. Who in the half is against police brutality? <laughs> Goddamn right we are. Yeah, yeah. Damn fucking right. March, baby. Fuck yeah. that. What, so what was the official charge? Possession of marijuana in the Possession Zanex? of marijuana, possession of cocaine, possession with intent to dis- distribute. So possession of a good time, basically. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they just f- completely fabricated It was complete bullshit, man. And and so um, you were in jail because you what couldn't post bail in between when they arrested you well, when they your hearing put, was? Well, they put, uh, because you're you're selling drugs, is what they charged me with, It was uh, they put a hold on my bond, so I needed to prove every dollar where it came from if I were to bond out. So I couldn't. They basically just fucked me with the system like any way they could. Because I was an asshole. Like, when they were, like, trying to question me, I was like, yeah, fuck you. You know, like, I, I did kind of ask for it. But now, all this stuff going on now, like, the new Jeff, 10 years later, yeah. rehabilitated. Yeah. Now, people are asking me to speak up against, like, cops. And, yeah, I've, I've seen stuff. And I, I've just been trained to just avoid police because I know that any corners they could cut, they will. And... And it was just a tricky. It was a tricky situation with this with this stuff. But but you uh, got out there and protested. I got out there You're still the and protested. Lines. You did. Yeah, I got popped with a rubber bullet. I was literally just there peacefully protesting. Was the uh, the rubber bullet that hit you? Was it a direct shot from the yeah. gun? Because they're supposed to hit the ground and then it's supposed to bounce off. Do you no, know? those well, motherfuckers you were shot right at the- me. Dang. Yeah, they're not supposed to shoot they rubber knew. bullets directly and that did, at you. They're that, supposed to shoot it at the ground. It explodes and releases like paint or like some irritant, and then that's how you're supposed to disperse. But if they shoot it at a human, it actually says on the website, it doesn't say non-lethal. It says less lethal, meaning it's still deadly. It's just not as deadly as a bullet. And so, it didn't look like a rubber bullet. It was like plastic with this dome with full of metal beads at yeah. the tip yeah, it's, of it, it's basically right? a paintball with metal beads in it. Oof. Do you still are you still bruised from it? You got a little bruise, yeah. It was like a month ago, no? Or a while ago, but they last a while though. Even the paintball wounds last like yeah. a month. Okay, so you realize you're young, you're in Miami, you got popped for some dumb shit. Fuck the police. You Fuck got- the police. They knew the 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 police over here knew that I'm a guy that goes on podcasts and says fuck the police. That's why they but, shot me. And did you know it was coming during the court session? 
Or was it completely unexpected that you were actually going to be serving time? Well, no, I knew I had some illegal stuff in the house. I just didn't right. understand the whole... I, th- I figured, you know, they caught me. It's fucked up how they did it, but they caught me. And I didn't realize that. Like, you have rights. Cops can't just walk in your house for no reason just because they suspect something and they just want to get an arrest. And were you scared? Were you... Yeah, I was scared. Did I was you cry? off. No, I didn't cry. My mugshot, you could see how mad I am. <laughs> yeah. I was just furious. And... I've been arrested a few times. Like it, that wasn't my first arrest, but I knew that like it was gonna it was gonna suck, and I could be in there for a while. Because when you get caught with cocaine, you can do years, mandatory minimums, and yeah, it's it's not good. And, and I never did coke. I never liked coke. I never sold coke. But if there was a bag of coke there, it was somebody playing cards, and they kicked everyone out. Kept me. You're the you're the homeowner, you're the guy on the lease here, whatever, you're going down for this. Everybody else out. So I got charged with the coke. I got charged with all the drugs in the house. Oh, my goodness. So you did your time. You're, what, 19, 20 years old in Miami. How do you get from being this, like, kid who had a pretty good career, you had money, you had a good life, and then you get popped? What happens when you get out of jail? And, like, what's how do you get from there to here? I get out. Um girlfriend at the time cheated on me when i was in jail it was but i was just when i got out and i found out i didn't give a shit i was just so happy to be out and i eventually like a few things happened in between but cut the story short i eventually move out to la to sell weed again again you you wanted to learn your lesson no you wanted to get back in the business i wanted to get right back in the biz yeah, Why but did, this is but this is also before weed had become like decriminalized or like legalized. Now, basically, yeah, it was it was in a gray area, and I saw an opportunity to make money, and it was harmless. It's becoming basically medicine. It's legal, yeah. in California and in New York, it's illegal still. So trafficking it is still illegal. Did you work at all during your time in prison? Yeah, I was cutting hair. Cutting hair in in, in jail. In jail, so you were able to bring your shears and your no the fucking banana <laughs> what, what, what were you they cut give, with plastic they, forks no they, no, give, they, you, issue it they you. give you a clipper one clipper and a comb and okay. you have to make that work for an entire haircut all styles oh no scissors all different styles of hair i almost started a race riot when they realized they're gonna have a white guy that's gonna be cutting all of everyone's hair what? oh wow yeah because everything's so segregated it's like you're it's like you're going 50 years in the past like how much did you charge a haircut? A soup, a ramen noodle soup. Is that's the currency. A ramen noodle soup is is $1 basically. So that's what they use cuz there's no money. That's what you use. Whoa. So I would charge a soup and if I did 10 cuts, I'd make 10 soups and that was enough to survive cuz you could trade a soup for a Snickers bar. You could trade two <laughs> soups, two soups would equal a honey bun. So that's your currency. But it's, there's no money. And, in jail. Is everything and, just all like and barter and And guess what and we trade? did at night, every night? What? Play poker? Poker games. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was doing what I got arrested for every night in jail, and I even got better at playing cards because that's all we did. Wow. Did you work out a lot in jail? Yeah, I was just working out and playing cards. That's it. That's all you can do. And I cut hair, so I had a job during the day twice a week. Did you lift weights? No, there's no weights, but you do a lot of burpees and stuff. Yeah. Stuff I still do now. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so instead of going back to cutting hair after you get out, you come to L.A. to pick a different career path. 
start selling weed it's it is becoming decriminalized so it's probably less risky than like it's kind of like the prohibition with yeah, alcohol like right. when people were having these speakeasies and stuff like you're not killing people yeah you know like alcohol is legal now imagine you imagine you got arrested for selling alcohol in the 20s That's yeah wild that that happened. there's people still in jail for weed yeah selling weed and now it's completely legal and that's what like i have no interest in it anymore <laughs> like so when did the transition come to dealing weed to getting involved in this whole internet video scene well i was always a fucking goofball you know i always wanted to make funny videos and just make some sort of content some sort of video you know i I wanted to find my way into the business still. I made barbershop videos. I made haircut videos back when I didn't even like know what I was doing. I would just have like B-roll of haircuts getting done and put music over it. And that was my YouTube content for a while. Um, I just, I would always do this stuff even when I was selling weed still. And that's two completely different worlds. In one of them, you have to hide everything that you do real. You got to stay off the grid don't share anything, don't be vulnerable at all. Mm -hmm. And then in this other world, you have to share everything. And the more vulnerable you are, the more people can relate. And it was just two completely different things that did not mix. So I had to pick one eventually. And I chose this because obviously you could sleep better at night. I can make work that I'm, I'm proud of. I can tell my parents what I'm doing, you know. Mm -hmm. But selling weed was something that I could do to make some money, like actual money now. And I could set myself up to do whatever. My short film on my youtube channel petting scorpions i made that with weed money so, i've never seen it will you, will you pet scorpions in it no it's just the title i made like an actual like theatrical like film whoa yeah. how long is and it and i produced it for like forty thousand dollars with like all money from weed Wait, should maybe i even I've be seen saying this maybe i've seen clips from it we can, no. we can cut this part out so i was selling weed and i moved into 1600 vine when there was none of the Viners were living there. Oh, okay. I like the apartment building. I I found a nice spot. And then all of a sudden I see like people like filming on their phones and like doing Out vines. In the courtyard in the area. hallways. Yeah. And, the yeah. and all yeah. of a sudden it was everywhere in that complex. And I meet Rudy at the pool. And you know Rudy, Rudy Mancuso? Mancuso? Right. Rudy was like a, one of the top five Viners mm -hmm. at the time. So this was like 2014 basically. Yeah. And I just started hanging out with him at the pool. And he's like, yo, you're like, I, I want to shoot something with you. Would you be down to be in a video? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, fuck it. Let's do it. And we just started shooting videos together. And then he like told me to make a Vine account. And then I started getting like a couple hundred thousand followers on Vine. And now I'm like, oh, this is dope. I, like, I didn't ever think you can make money doing that stuff. But eventually people started reaching out like brand deals and stuff. And then how did you get the Instagram handle jeff this was way further down the line way further down the line from making videos so did you buy the ins the handle jeff? i did buy it yeah i i found it I, I hit up the guy that had it and i was like um how much do you want for the handle he was like i i mean i don't really use it i'll take a thousand bucks for it wow that's a steal yeah and I, now you can sell it to jeff bezos <laughs> for a hundred would million? you sell it to jeff bezos yeah, I would even trade Jeff Bezos if I just got his name at Jeff Bezos and, and <laughs> <laughs> just to say that I'm doing biz with Jeff Bezos personally. You'd be an easy haircut client too. Oh yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good one, right? <laughs> Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, man, I want to trade Instagrams and have you on the barbershop. I met him once before. You did? Yeah. 
what was the uh it was the, the thing called the summit series are you familiar with this mm, i know of summits and i know of there's what, like, it's these, like a speaker these, like, series two entrepreneurs guys they bought a they bought a mountain in utah called summit yes and yes they, i have heard like, of this it's like a, it's like a it's like a conference where they just invite like a bunch of really rich, successful people all together. You go and you meet them. It costs like five grand to attend for a weekend. And like, you know, it's all these big people that are there. And um, so I was in L.A. at attending this like four years ago. And there was a a line for to go to the drinks. Like there was they opened up a bar outside in one of the terraces. And I'm just waiting in line for the bar. And Jeff Bezos just rolls up right behind me. And I'm just like, and I'm like, there's no fucking way. Like, th- what the fuck? And he was speaking later that day. And so I just kind of turn around and I look at him and he goes, is this the line for the beer? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think so. He goes, oh, cool. Hey, what's up, man? I'm Jeff. And I was like, oh, hi, I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. Because everyone else there is like a legit, like <laughs> this guy, like, you know, when you go to like a conference. He came right to you? Yeah. I was, he was right behind me. And I just started like, I was just like, oh yeah, this is the beer line. And he just like introduced himself because everyone there. Like when you go to a conference, you'll see like eBay or like Facebook and you'll see people with these name tags Right. and it's, they work there. Like they're an employee of Facebook, they're an employee of eBay or they're an employee at Google. But at summit, when you see someone with their name tag, they own the company. Like that's who's there. It's like, oh, I'm the founder of eBay. Like Elon Musk's sister. I had lunch with her and then got drunk with her later that night. And like, it's like one of these crazy things. I think we should all go the next time they do it, by the way. It's a really cool experience. You, you get to connect these crazy people. So what did you I'm, guys talk I'm about in busy, line? Man. So, mm-hmm. so he just comes up right behind me at this bar and he's like, oh, hey, I'm Jeff. And I'm like, hey, Mike, uh, nice to meet you. Actually, can you wait one second? I, can you hold my spot? And I, <laughs> and I leave the line and I call my brother, Sam. And I was like, yeah, I literally FaceTime. I was like, yo, Jeff Bezos just introduced himself to me in line at a bar. I got about five minutes before we get up there. Tell me a what question. What year t- was this? Like 2016. I'm surprised Jeff Bezos had to wait in line for a beer. A five minute long line. Yeah. <laughs> it was. They had like just opened up the bar at like 5 p.m. for happy hour. And so I asked my brother, I was like, dude, I need to ask him something. And I just completely blanked. I didn't know what to say. He's like, ask him if he's going to go to Mars. And so I was like, okay, great question. So I asked him, I was like, hey, oh, a quick question. And then when I go back to him, I realized there's two huge bodyguards right next to me. And I was going to pull out my phone to record it. So I don't have a recording. I don't have any photos. But um, you were going to like. I was sneak like, record it yeah just like record me asking jeff bezos if he plans to go to mars and he said um i i don't think that the technology in our lifetime is going to let us live on mars so uh i don't think i'm going to live on mars i would love to but i don't want to die in a tin can <laughs> so i'll leave that to the next generation but i think we're definitely going to get there and i was like okay whoa i i met mark cuban one time uh at south by southwest at this tiny uh, tech happy hour thing. There was probably less than 30 people there. And I was there with Andrea Russett was there. And he wanted, Mark Cuban really wanted to talk to uh, like influencers and stuff. And he was going around talking to us about this app he was working oh, on. Not like deletes your Cyber, tweets. Cyberdust yeah. was the name of the app. It was this texting app that was cryptic. It hid all your text messages, deleted them. And he was pitching it like it was the next big thing. And and he's, dude, he, I mean, it's just me and him talking. And he's explaining it to me. And I was like, well, why can't any other messaging app do this why does it have to be this whole other thing it was yeah. like shark tank but, <laughs> but reverse, it reverse he was trying to sell you and he goes yes but there, there's not any other people doing this right now and it's very important i go but i also the name of it Cyberdust, just sounds like you're up to no good why not yeah. just make it a different name it just already sounds very mischievous and he was like listen blah blah blah, 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 blah on going on about it and then like the last question i go 
you have kids, don't you? How would you feel like if you found out that your kids are texting on Cyberdust? Not saying you need to look at your kids' texts, but it just seems fishy that they're yeah. on Cyberdust. And he and it he like stopped and looked me like dead in the eye, and he goes, "Hey." I trust my kids, all right? And let's not make this about my kids, okay? Oh, fuck, you pissed him off. (laughs) I I did. I pushed a hot button on Mark Cuban. I was like, all right, man. And I was like, good luck with that app. And it didn't. No, it It, didn't work at all. No, it It didn't didn't. work at all. It didn't. Look at you two chopping it up with billionaires. So for that reason, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jeff, we're all, you know, we all had our starts, as you like to say. How'd you get your start? How'd you get your start? Okay, so back to the vine. You making? Were you making vines too? I made a few. None were that good. Um, Are there any like j- best Jeff Wittick compilations out there? Ah, uh, probably, but it's probably flooded now with Vlog Squad. Were they all those like sixteen hundred style vines? Like, oh, when a cute guy walks by. No, you're like, Ooh. I never took it that serious to organize a sketch like that it was mostly just one-offs i would do those shitty motivational speeches (laughs) stuff like that just like things i could do by myself i never like to ask too many favors for people to be in my videos except for rudy because rudy was kind of like the guy that i would i would always work with it was rudy back then was to me like how david is now like i learned a lot from the ways that they handle like social media strategy and stuff like that still good friends with rudy but we were both dating um sierra and maya so it was like that was my crew then. You know, we would double date all the time. They were best friends that worked together, and we were good friends. So oh, like, so that's how I kind of that's how I, I kind of know this past with you. You kind of yeah. Just... Now I met this girl who's been in the entertainment business since she was seven years old. So she was like skilled. She was trained in anything like with press, like anything. She had her speech down to the T. Like she could do anything, and I was impressed. I was just like I learned so much from just watching her and just being around her like auditioning everything she did i remember when i went to set and the first time i watched her at warner brothers she had like a makeout scene and i was there like first time ever went to go visit her at work and she didn't even know i was there and she does the makeout scene and then I, they yell cut and i'm like hey sierra we're done <laughs> and like i was like fucking around and nobody joked around like that on the, on these sets so like every oh. like some like a lot of people were like shocked that I, I had said that, but I was like, I'm just kidding, you know, like I'm just fucking around. They didn't catch the humor, they thought you were like the some people did. Boyfriend. A lot of yeah, people stick a lot to the reality people. shows, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or the vines. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was kind of like my crash course in this business was like hanging out with them. I learned a lot from them, so you know, it, it kind of all clicked. Like once I met you guys, yeah, it was crazy. How did that happen? I think he, I started seeing you work out with Todd, I think. How'd you meet Todd? So I'm doing a brand deal and they send me to a music festival to do some posts for like a big bank at the time. They send me out to the music festival and it's like a group of influencers and I see these two guys show up in the same plaid suit. They had matching plaid suits. It was Scott and Todd. Scott was doing the brand deal and he just brought Todd along for the trip. It was in New York City and I had brought my girlfriend at the time and I ended up just getting fucking wasted with these guys. Like we all had to do this these posts together and we all just hung out and we just hit it off and then we got back to LA and I think Todd had hit me up to work out or hike or something and we didn't really hang out for about a year after that and then Todd was going through his breakup with Corinna I'm going through my breakup with my girlfriend and we Todd and I bonded over the breakup and over working out and then we realized we have a lot in common Mm -hmm. so um 
I'm hanging out with Todd and we're working out. We're boxing in his backyard. And then David came over to shoot. I think Todd with a paintball gun or something. And then he was like, oh, shit, there's another Todd. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, yeah, we, I just bonded with everybody because you guys were cool. You all like you're all good friends, which is rare. Like a lot of these crews in this business are not actually friends. And they all take percentages of each other. And you guys all shot together just doing favors and just had mm-hmm. a good time doing it. And I saw that right away and I was like, oh shit, this is dope. And at the time, I had just got out of a relationship. So all of my old friends, you know, you kind of weed them out of your life as you start dating somebody. I was in a three and a half year relationship. So a lot of my old like guy friends, I was lost. I had lost touch with. So I was like, perfect time to get a new yeah. crew of friends. And it worked out good, man. Even though you guys are a fucking rat and a, a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> we love having you around. You're yeah, the I, like, I think you met everyone right when I moved here, too. Yes. But I was friends with like all these guys for, I don't know, I think I met them in like, 2016 or 2017. But yeah, I remember like we went to Venice that one time, and I was just like, wow, fuck, this is great. These guys really do attract good people into their crew, and, and they have... Oh, yeah, I guess that was, like, one of the first times you and me hung out was when we went to, went Venice. to Venice. When yeah. we were playing soccer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, like, right after that? right after New Year's, yeah. I think. I never, I never didn't like anybody in the squad. It was just, like, so many different types of people. Like, everybody's dynamic works. And, like, David, for putting that together, he's a great... He has a great eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if he planned it all or not, but he... he He's good at whatever the fuck he put together because it works. Like everybody's different. In yeah, way. there's a special vibration to it all, and it's a really beautiful thing, and how it all came to be. And the uh, shit talking, the whole that whole character is just the barbershop. That's all, just what people do. I everybody love that. I everybody think it's brilliant, just made fun of that. each other. So I needed my own form of original content. You know, like what can I do every week? I don't want to make these sketches that everybody else was doing at the time. I fucking hated it. They weren't funny. They were too try hard. And it just wasn't my sense of humor. So I was like, let me do something that works for me. I, I would like to do a talk show, but what's going to make my talk show different than everyone else's? Because everyone that I had access to interviewing, there's plenty of interviews of them all over the internet. So let me do something that's going to put them on edge. You know, yeah, you're, it's you're so getting... perfect and it's so true. And it's so you and the yeah. barbershop aspect of it all is like the best vehicle to... Um to display yourself like and that. And you get to really flex it. like your your comedic uh you get to amp up your comedic personality like in a way that, you know, in another context may not make sense. Like right now if you were being Jeff the barbershop guy just like throwing insults it's like for an hour long, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> if we're going to cut down a quick funny video while there's a haircut getting done, I mean, who gives a shit? I never cared. I never took my videos too serious. Yeah. So. Oh, what are you working on for the rest of the year? Yeah. Well, I I'm starting a couple businesses that I'll reveal soon. Yeah, there is one thing he's working on, and I will be pretty ambiguous about it, but I love it. It's cool, yeah. It's yeah, I really do. Yeah, thank it's, you guys for, for all the positive it, feedback. I, I trust your judgment, even though I... I, I well, let, me, let me say, I value your guys' opinions, even though I give you guys a lot of shit. Thank you, Jeff. Well, I like to think he's working on so much that I'll be a total testimonial for it when it does happen. Yeah, it's, this quarantine was nice, kind of, because I got to kind of step back from just worrying about videos and think more on like the bigger scale. Where do I want to be, and what can I do to get there outside of just like I got to do another video. I posted now, I got to do another, another, 
and it's nice. It, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Of what we were all doing, like we were all in just this cycle of like a weekly or even a monthly cycle, and that forced us to break it and re rethink. Like, mm-hmm. like we're in this podcast now. Like that's something that probably would have taken a lot longer to get off the ground, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you got the barbershop. And you're welcome you for that. If it wasn't for me breaking your guys's balls, saying you don't do shit, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, yeah, have you on too earlier. But now we've had now three people with the name Jay. We've had Jeff, Jason, and Josh Peck. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get a lot of dirt out of them? Uh, we didn't get dirt. We got dirt. dirt out of you. I think you got some dirt out of me. I, I said a lot of things I've never revealed to people before. On well, the I internet. think you've been truthful and sincere. People want to know who you are. Like that's. I think that's interesting to people. Because you are this like sort of, you know, ambiguous, unique figure that no one really has like the full history of and who you really are as a person. And not that you revealed all of that, but. And I'm sure you'll cut out some of the things. I might have crossed the line with some illegal stuff. I don't want to incriminate myself. So hopefully you, you trim that out of it. I'm leaving we'll it all edit. in. I'm leaving it all in. We'll edit gracefully around it. You guys got blackmail on me now. You I admitted to, to my crimes oh, on wait, a rat this podcast. Is live, actually, yeah, we forgot to tell <laughs> this you. This is already out, Jeff. Fuck. Entire time. What have I done? Uh, well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. It really means a lot, and hopefully, we can do this again once we have a yeah, full we'll... video set up. And I need a haircut from you before no, the second nope. of July. I only do yes! it for the videos. Cut my hair. I'm not a barber. What are you? A content creator. I'm an influencer, <laughs> mom. You hear me, mom and dad? Look at me now. When you told me I couldn't go to barber school, I was never going to make it. Look at me now. They must be so no, I'm proud. I'm kidding. I had very supportive parents. Oh, and my mom was in 9-11, which you thought was a oh, lie. Oh, <laughs> we should have talked about this earlier. Do you know this? Oh, you were, yeah, we you were, were there. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's well, talk about it, dude. But what's funny about this story, though, is we were hanging out by the pool talking about 9-11, and Jeff brings up this story about how his mom was um, in the World Trade Center. And I, I, yes, I know a lot about 9-11. I've read a lot of stories, but one of also that I always find interesting are people who lie about 9-11, people who say they're, they weren't there. And <laughs> there there's, the, there's, the, there's the documentary about the woman who was not there, who was the leader of the World Trade Center Survivors Union, and she was exposed many years after that she wasn't even in New York the day of 9-11. And she basically, basically got caught. And there's another guy who's from the show the league. Oh yeah. He got caught Another lying actor. about nine eleven. Oh yeah. So I like right when Jeff says this story, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I like I've just heard stories about people who like get caught about uh <laughs> saying <laughs> lying, lying yeah, yeah lying like, about nine eleven. Yeah, oh and your then, mom was in and then the I, I didn't like challenge you that direct directly. I just subtle, indirectly I, I I was like, you better I hope that is true because if that isn't <laughs> if that isn't true, you can get in big trouble. And then Jeff pulls out his phone and puts his mom on speaker. And I just hear his phone ringing out of his hand. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What is he doing? And he goes, hey, mom. Hey, mom. Matt doesn't believe you were in the <laughs> Twin like, Towers. Oh, no, 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 no. Mrs. Whitty. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not. Uh, she was very casual uh, about it, too. She's like, oh, no, I was there. I was there. What do you, what do you want to know? Well, I was yeah, on the 44th she, floor. And I'm they, sure she loves oh, telling the story. Yeah, I went red. I was very embarrassed. But it was true. Yeah. It was true. And I didn't mean to challenge you. I was just Skeptical. No, she, on loved, your she loves telling the story. And even afterwards, like a year later, she went back and, and got a job in the new one, like the new really? town. Really? Yeah. Like she's a gangster. That's, wow. Dude, that is. Yeah. She she loves the city. They still live there. She must be very, very proud of you. She's I know very, she is. Yeah. She, Are your parents proud she, of you now? She's very proud. I had a little rocky patch there with the jail and the drug dealing. And, yeah. And, you know, but we, we figured it out. It all worked out. Hey, everything happens for a reason, right? Amen. 
it all brought us where we are right now, which I think we're all thankful for. We're all in good spots, good mm -hmm. friends. Well, Jeff, once again, thank you so much for coming on. We've had a great talk getting to know you. Will you come back when we when we have a video so they can we can you know get views off your pretty face? Go fuck yourselves, <laughs> uh, guys! Be sure to follow and subscribe Jeff in all of his places on his YouTube channel. Jeff Bezos on Instagram. Mm, it'll be, hopefully, it'll be Jeff Bezos. And uh, Jeff, is there anything we that you wanted to share with uh, the world that you didn't that you haven't had a chance to, or anything you want to? No, I've given you enough. Okay, that's right, well, it. Yeah. Matt, you want to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up, baby. Once again, thank you, Jeff. Much love. Thank Thanks, you, Jeff. guys.